Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, our production for Gorkon, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put on important news. Guys, if you believe in the future of nuclear uh, energy and what it's going to do for the world's critical energy problems, then you're going to love this interview uh, with Azincourt Energy Tracing Canada under AAZ. For offense in the US, AZURF, the company is developing critical alternative, uh, critical alternative energy projects through two core projects in the Athabasca Basin in Saskatchewan, where they're exploring for uranium. And either one of these projects are capable of delivering Canada's next uranium discovery. And the company's got more than $10 million in cash in the bank to potentially make that happen. So they're not just uh, talking empty platitudes here. And the timing is perfect because of the bull uranium market right now, because we're experiencing, like I said, a global energy crisis that actually surpasses the oil crisis of the 1970s. We've all seen it. We know what's going on in Europe. We know what Russia's doing. We know what Saudi Arabia is doing. It's a crisis. Nuclear energy is now often cited as the way to reduce that dependent on fossil fuel dependency and those non-friendly countries that have control over most of that. The, inter the internal agency, uh, the internal energy agency, the IEA, came out their outlook and they said nuclear capacity worldwide is increasing with approximately 50 reactors under construction right now. And contrary to some belief out there, it still remains one of the safest forms of electricity generation. Uh, Alex, welcome back, my friend. We've got some news to talk about. Yeah, George, thanks for having me. It's, it's been quiet, but I'm happy to get, get people up to date of what's happening. Yeah, you've been in stealth mode. You've yeah. put out some news, but before we talk about that news, mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about the macro uranium uh market what in terms of demand price it's stabilized here in the 50 dollars per pound range you'll know, give or take over the last six months what's the macro picture looking like are you as bullish today as you've been uh bullish in other interviews we've done yeah no 100 i think what what we've experienced here is is not necessarily in the uh, nuclear space or the uranium space uh but more of a, a trickle down from from broad market issues uh, so, you know, we, for the longest time, the uranium space sort of was, was, um, was okay. We weren't being, uh, we did, we weren't caught in the downslide, uh, but eventually, uh, as the year progressed in 2022, uh, nuclear stocks, nuclear, everything kind of just fell off the, the cliff as well. So well, you became a victim of your own success. Sorry to interrupt you there, but yeah. stock was remaining high in, in, in the nuclear space and people had to get some cash on fortune because yeah. what's going around the world. Yeah. So you get caught in the downdraft, but that's not because of your fundamentals or the industry's fundamentals. Absolutely, everything that that drove um, that drove the market, say back into uh, the latter half of 2021, for example, um, it, all of that's still relevant. You speak to it in, in your intro. You spoke to it um, that the builds in the pipeline, the the projected deficits in 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 the supply chain, all of that's very real, and uh, and it's still on the table. So yeah. Um, when the market stabilize, I think a little bit, and they're beginning to, I think, um, you know, I think looking ahead, 2023, it'll be a good year for uranium and uranium stocks. Uranium and nuclear has got a lot of attention uh, in Q3. I think it's died down a little bit now because, because energy prices have come down a little bit. But do you think that once we see some real issues in Europe 
because the cold winter hasn't set in yet. Mm-hmm. Do you expect that conversation to spark back up? Yeah. Pardon the pun, but do you expect to spark back yeah, up? Yeah, no, I do. I do. I mean, Germany's been talking about it. Uh, Japan is is ramping things back up after Fukushima. Uh, there'll be more and more news like that. I mean, California put out uh, some news regarding uh, funding of, of, of bringing things back online and putting more cash into into uh, the development of, of nuclear energy. These are good things for the space and and it all adds up. I mean, when you put it all together, that that list is long and, and that supply deficit, which is has been known for some time, um, remains. And if not, if anything, it's going to continue unless we make new discoveries. So that leads into the news release, mm-hmm. uh, which is your flagship. East Preston, you've received drill permits, yeah. uh, and that's your your rain project again in the Athabasca base of Saskatchewan. Yeah. Typically, receiving drill permits isn't that big of a deal to talk about, but in this case, it's a real milestone because you concluded, you obviously conclude successful discussions with First Nations. Mm-hmm. You had everything necessary to get this done. Let's talk about the importance of getting to the drill permit stage, and then let's talk about what you're going to do. Sure. This actually, this this year, uh, permits took a little while. Uh, we got them and we're ready to roll. And uh, we listen, we've spent years uh, at, at East Preston. Um, this is really our second big drill program, which is really nice. Um, we've been working uh, steadily to uh, have a, a, a really good working relationship with CRDN, the group, uh, the, the First Nations group in the area. And uh, we're, we've had some good success. We've developed our relationships. We're on good terms. Um, we're working together, which is really the future of, of all exploration work in the basin. Uh, and, and we're happy to be, you know, at the forefront of that with CRDN and we're, we're, we're moving forward. So we got our, we got our, we got our, our approvals and we got our permits and now we're ready to go over the, the next month. We'll be developing the road into our camp. Uh, that takes several weeks of, of building and, and, and working. And then, uh, we hope to be drilling by say mid January at the latest. And I want to, I want to give everyone some context because I think more and more people are looking at uranium companies. Um, I'm going to take an excerpt from one of your quotes where he said, last year for the first time, we were able to delineate substantial zones, some of it almost 200 meters wide, and hit some elevated zones of uranium enrichment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're hopeful uh, that that'll continue and get you closer to impactful discovery. Right. You know, how, how good was last year and you know the drilling you're going to be doing this year, what's it going you know, to do to further that? Yeah, it's a great question because there's there's different interpretations of good, uh, <laughs> right? Um, most retail investors say, "Well, you didn't hit anything substantial, so it's a it's a failure." Uh, but but if you know the game and you know what we're doing and you know if you understand uranium exploration, everything we've done so far has moved the project forward. It's why we've been able to raise money, um, and why the last two out of the last two out of the last three years we've raised cash while the drills were in the ground. So it's not like anybody was waiting to see what the drill results were going to be. They were seeing in real time what we were doing and we were what we were reporting and, and it's positive. Look, in order to find uh, impactful discovery, uh, impactful uranium uh, deposit, you need to run into alteration zones. Um, and and let's just say that is the way, the easiest way to do it. If you're If you're looking outside of those zones, you may or may not find something. One thing you need to do is look at alteration zones. Now, we have 1,700 meters of alteration zones. Uh, a couple of these zones may be connected. Uh, some of them are quite thick, as you mentioned, up to 200 meters wide. That's hematite that we're drilling through. 
hematite alteration, um, complex alteration, and then we start to get into these clays. The clays are typically a little closer to that bullseye. So you got you got your clays, and then you got you got your hematite above that. So we're we're starting to get into the clays now. Um, we want to continue to drill into these hot spots. Um, and and I mean, look at our our friends over at Fission 3.0 and what they've been able to do. They they hit a pretty high CPS count in in a, in a hole. Uh, they've been drilling that project for years. Um, I think patience is required in this game. This is our second big drill program, and uh, we're getting closer. And as long as we continue to move closer vector towards that discovery, it's positive. Sometimes the drill results aren't what people want to hear, but from a technical perspective, uh, everything we've done is push the project forward, and, and we're excited. Uh, we think we're on to something. Yeah, contrary to popular belief when people are watching movies or shows, you know, George and Alex don't pray that this drill will drill right into the center of this big fat discovery. We all jump up and down. We hug our wives. We're all rich. It doesn't happen that way. It's incremental, right? You got to get closer and closer and closer, but you're pretty confident that so far you've been, you've been uh, successful oh, at those incremental steps, right? I mean, basically last year, the takeaway was uh, we knew that there was uranium bearing fluids at one point on the property. Last year, we were able to identify uranium enrichment that these fluids were in the alteration zones. So that's even better. Now we're getting closer. Uh, that's the takeaway from last year and, and uh, we're getting close. Uh, <clears throat> it may or may not happen this year. I'd love to see it happen. We just wanna make sure that we are moving the project forward. That's the mandate. That's what we're doing. We're putting our money in the ground. We're, we're even in a bad market. I mean, we're gonna try to be as aggressive as we were last year. So what's the ETA, Alex? Now you've got the permits. Yeah. When can you start? And then what is the cadence? You know, the, I, I'm not going to ask for specifics, obviously, but ballpark, what's the cadence of drilling and results and when yeah. and when this round is done and completed? Yeah, so right now, uh, over the next several weeks, the road prep and camp prep will begin. That's a good three, four, five-week process. That'll get us into early January. We hope to have the drills mobbed and on site by the 15th of January and, on, and drilling be begins. Uh, and then we'll drill January, February into March, perhaps in the late March, if we're lucky, if spring holds off. Spring has been um, coming earlier every year. Um, and so that's always a concern. Um, anybody talking about climate change, we're in some, you can see it in the Athabasca with, with the early onset of spring now. Um, whether or not that, you know, we can, uh, there's a whole other debate as to why that's occurring, but let's leave that alone. Well, hopefully uh, you can help that happen, right? With yeah. clean nuclear energy at the end of yeah. by the way i'm glad you brought that up because people are probably thinking mid-january saskatchewan who's mm -hmm. going to get anything done there it's gonna be so cold but you need the cold ground right you need yeah, the, frozen the best. ground to just makes it easier to cross uh lakes rivers streams um obviously it, it, it and and the other side of it is is in in the the local communities use the use the area in in this in the warmer months they're they're hunting and trapping and fishing and things like that and you want to you want to you know, make a, try to keep yourselves, uh, make a less, less of a footprint and interfere with uh, activities. So we do it in the winter and, and that's the best time. So safe to assume that drill results will start rolling out, you know, early February and then, you know, on a, yeah. or, or just going to wait till one big batch at the very end, well, put out one big batch. You know, that's, that's the, the, the it, listen, if we run into a big giant swath of something yellow in the core, we'll probably make that public before we get you know, we're pretty careful. We're pretty conservative. Um, How good does it feel, especially with what's going on in the global economy today, 
companies without cash are just getting put through the ringer. How good does it feel that as of last year, as of your last financials, you've got $10 million plus of cash yeah. in the bank. How big of a catbird seed is that? And, 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 yeah. and deploy knowing that you can deploy it and, and, uh, and you've got the resource. Yeah, no, it's um, listen, specifically for Asimcourt, um, we're an anomaly in that sense. We haven't hit the big drill hole. Uh, yet we have enormous institutional support. Uh, we're very thankful for that. They're allowing us uh, to have the cash to explore what we think is a great project. Obviously, uh, with 25 plus funds in the deal, um, they also feel that way. Uh, so we're, we're 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 thankful. But yeah, it's a great feeling. I mean, that's the craziness in this business. Here we are trading at, at what a 12. 12 and a half, 13 million market cap. And we've Crazy got cash. Yeah. Um, so there's value locked up being sort of stepped on at the moment. Um, we get any bump in sentiment. Uh, you know, we're 25, 30, 30% up just on that, our market cap. Um, but, you know, let's, we're going to continue to do what we do and, and hopefully uh, use the funds in the right way and, and, and drill into something impactful. As long as we move this thing forward, we're confident that there is discovery to be made at East Preston. All the indicators are there. Everything keeps moving in the right direction. And uh, yeah, patience uh, is the name of the game. I'm going to make a note of that for my guys to clip that. Confident on discovery. Hey, staying with the, the cash theme for a second, yeah. you announced an LOI a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And it's a letter of intent, so we'll kind of let that play out. But I read a little more into that, which is, Given the fact that you've got this massive cash balance, this, this massive pile, is it a buyer's market out there? Because there must be a lot of company. Unfortunately, a lot of small caps are suffering, just like Tesla and Facebook and Google are suffering, by the way. Mm -hmm. They're all down 50, 60, 70%. So right. this is just a small cap problem. But is, is it fair to say that you might have a little more bargain power? Go to George Com yeah. Uranium and say, hey, George, you got a great project there, but you're running out of cash and you don't, your prospects don't look good. Yeah, let's, you know, let's do a deal. Yeah, well, okay, so you're right, it is a bit of a buyer's market. Anytime the markets turn, um, people look at ways to consolidate portfolios, monetize projects, um, do what they can to continue to keep the, the beast moving. So we've been looking, um, there have been, a there has been a steady stream of projects sort of that have come our way. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't kick the tires and take a peek under the hood of all of those. Not. Uh, yeah, because, you know, um, I would hate to pass on something that turns out to be a, a great project. We don't need it. We're happy with what we have. But again, right. uh, if there's value uh, that, that crosses the desk, we are in a situation where we can act on it. Well, look, it's like a great hockey team or football team. Take what you will. Yes. You might be a strong team, but if there are assets out there, if there's a weak team who's not going to make the playoffs and needs yeah. to unload a couple of great players, you're going to look yeah. for sure, right? And you've right. got the great thing is you've got the resource to take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, so we're we're again we're not we're not making deals just to make deals. We are trying of to be course. strategic. Um, we're being very picky. Yeah, you're definitely not going to throw out that you're not going to throw out that money and waste it. That's no. for sure. Correct. Um, Hatchet Lake. Yeah, uh, let's let's talk about that for a second. Sure. You've been a little bit quiet on that. What's the update on Hatch on Hatchet Lake? Yeah, well, we put out uh, we expected to be drilling there in the fall. Uh, perhaps we were too optimistic. Um, uh, I'll give you an example: the 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 First Nations relationship, the local community relationship at East Preston has been ongoing since I got on board with Asincourt in 2017. Um, 
no one has really worked hatchet in that area for some time. We haven't, obviously, but even the prior operators ha hadn't done much there in many years. So it's an entirely new process. The consultation process engagement with local communities starts from scratch. Um, and that's been lengthier than we were perhaps aware of, um, unfortunately. But, you know, we had the cash put aside. We were gung-ho to get in, get in and start drilling hatchet. Uh, that process, uh, consultation process, is going to take some time. Uh, we're, we're, we really like the project. We're, we're very optimistic that we're going to get there soon and, and cross all these bridges. But certainly, uh, it's nice to have East Preston all queued up and ready to go while we work through the Hatchet Lake stuff. And, and East Preston also demonstrates your ability to, to, to get deals done with the, with oh. the First Nations. That's an indication that you've already done it. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, it's, 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 it's wanting to get something done. That's the main thing. I mean, we, we realize the, the, the way of the, the partnerships have to work and uh, we're happy to make that happen. And uh, again, it's an ongoing process, uh, but we're going to follow all protocols and we're going to do what we need to do to, uh, to get Hatchet uh, up and running. Last question for you, only because it came sure. up in the news the last couple of days. And okay. I don't even if a lot of people have taken note, but it's been headlines everywhere. It's been on TV this, you know, breakthrough, this energy breakthrough with fusion mm. uh, technology and how it could solve all the world's problems, theoretically, when it comes to energy. Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts on it and how far away yeah. are we from that becoming a reality? Right. Or could that, you know, could that put Azincourt out of energy out of, mm. out of business tomorrow? And I'm saying yeah. that tongue in cheek. Yeah, no, no, no. <clears throat> um, I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head as you quietly threw out the, the qualifier there, uh, potentially um is is really the word here um yeah it's great it's great all things start from such discovery uh it's going to take a long time to harness this to figure it out to make it uh something that that can be um uh done in plural uh and and across different places and and and, and it's going to take a while but it is certainly interesting and listen i i, I know a guy involved with lasers it's part of his work he's an optical and en optical engineer and uh, he's he's all over this. Uh, so yeah, let's see where it goes. Um, I don't think we're going to. Uh, it's not going to threaten the nuclear space anytime soon. Yeah, my sons and I were laughing the other day. We we're just talking about you know we're doing this fake you know press conference. Like, hey, any risk to that? Well, yeah, if we get it wrong, the entire planet might explode. Right. Because <laughs> you know this is us creating energy, which means yeah. if it goes wrong, let's not put the cart ahead of the horse here. Right? right. We don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse, or else you're going to be trampled. Uh, by by horseshoes here. Let's let's be careful. And but you know, look, it it's uh, it's interesting. It's certainly great to see this type of you know science fiction come true. Um, so we're, we're 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 keeping an eye on it. But listen, we're focused on exploration. We're focused on discovery. That's what we're here to do. Um, and East Preston is getting better every time we get on the ground. I expect the same thing to happen this year. And look, um, it happens. Look at look at the guys at fishing. I'm not suggesting that we're going to do what they did. But uh, they certainly woke up um, uh, with a great hole, and uh, we're all in the we're all in the same area. Uh, these holes exist. Uh, we have twenty five thousand hectares. We've got thirty five kilometers of trend to drill. We're just getting started. I always say this: it, it, it baseball is nine innings. We're in the second inning here with our second big drill program. We've got a long way to go and lots of ground to cover, and everything looks good. Yeah, and just quickly for people who may be new to the story. The Athabasca Basin is the neighborhood you want to be in Absolutely. when you're when you're exploring for uranium. 
Right, absolutely. I mean, the uh, the average world grade is 0.2 percent, and and you know, we, Athabasca discovery and Athabasca mineralization routinely blows through that by exponential numbers. So, yeah, we're in ground zero. This is where you find high grade uranium, and there's so much ground to be to be dis, to be explored. The perimeter of the basin is is still pretty open. I mean, it hasn't had a ton of work. Uh, over the last four or five decades. So the last couple of decades, it's opened up since we've had some discoveries on the on the perimeter of the basin outside of the sandstone cover. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we're so optimistic and why others are too. Alex, thanks for being here. Uh, I'm going to wish you uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, yeah. Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. But I know we're probably going to have you on yeah. in not too distant future, right when the holidays are done, because mm -hmm. you guys are going to be building the road, like saying, going to get ready for drilling. Yeah. So I'm assuming we're going, to, we're, we're going to see you and everybody else is going to see you back here in January again, correct? Absolutely. What I'd love to do is once we uh, announce the drills are mobbed or that they're turning, it'd be great to get on and maybe get into some details about what we're targeting, right. why we're targeting it. Uh, it's all really good stuff. Alex, if you really want to impress me, you'll be standing out there in the middle of East Preston, in Saskatchewan, in mid-January, yeah. uh, you know, right along with the team. Listen. I don't, I'm not a big fan of cold weather. I'm going to admit that. Either am I. I'm Greek, so that's why you know, I'm Listen, man, number two here, uh, the last thing that the geologists and the and the crew want is some guy from Vancouver showing up, freezing his butt off out there in the, in the tundra. Uh, so they have to babysit me. It's not going to happen. I won't put that on them. Well, if I was out there, it'd be after 15 minutes, like, oh my goodness, we got to transport the Greek guy back to the, <laughs> back to the hotel. So you know, I delayed the whole project. So yeah, I, I'm yeah, right there know. with you, but that's why I say that tongue in cheek. Right. Uh, look, you've set up, you've set it up great. You know, as right. set up great and it's going to start off 2023 right out of the gate. And uh, I can't wait to have you back, my friend, but till yeah. then, you know, to you, the family, the team, happy holidays, yeah, happy new you. year, all of it. Appreciate that. Same to you. And uh, we've been quiet for several months for good reason. We're not going to be so quiet over the next five or six. So yeah, look, you, yeah. You, this is the quiet before the storm, right? You have to yeah. kind of go into stealth mode, get this all settled. It's done. Yeah. Let the games begin, my friend. Can't wait to Thank have you, you back. I appreciate it, George. Thanks so much. And happy, uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and your crew. Thank you. Thank you, my man. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Alex Klenman. He's CEO of Azincourt Energy. Trades in Canada under AAZ for friends in the US, AZURF. For those new to the story, and you get more and more bullish on nuclear, which means you're getting more and more bullish on uranium. You see what Azincourt's got in terms of you know a, a great project, cash in the bank, and the action's ready to go. And you want to do more due diligence, get to the company's profile page on Agoracom because we know sometimes, especially when it comes to uranium, which is becoming, you know, has been has been just picked up over the last couple of years. Before that, you didn't see a lot of it, and you may not understand what happens around uranium. We've got it all neatly laid out for you in a great profile page, so you get a good 1,000-foot view. And then once you got that under your wing, head over to the Azincourt website, do deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey, guys. This podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then... Don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.